0: business partner and I have a rule. We ask each other, would you like to drive to Tahoe with this person? And so, you know, when you think about hiring and building a company, any company in that way, you want to surround yourself with people that you want to be around that energize you. And so I really kind of always operated from that premise.
1: That's Nancy Connery, founder of Connery Consulting and co-founder of Open Comp. Connery Consulting works with rapidly growing tech companies to help scale their people and their culture. OpenComp creates pay strategies grounded in market accuracy, consistency, fairness, and trust. In this episode, we talk about the Tahoe test for building the right team, the importance of personal connection, and the human side of business. I'm Maureen Taylor. This is Think Like a Founder. So Nancy, you founded more than just one company. You were the founding VP of HR at Salesforce. You were the founder of Connery Consulting, and now you have a new project, Open Comp. Being a founder wasn't what you always had in mind. Is that right, and what happened?
0: You know, when you kind of set out and you start your career after college, the world is your oyster and there are many different routes that you can go. And then I actually met Mark Benioff at the ripe age of, I believe, 23 years old. And there's no better founder to learn from than him. Mark said to me, you have two options. You either come work for me at Oracle or you start your own thing. And I'm your first client as Oracle. And that forever changed my mindset because it really caused me to think about what path did I wanna take and why and when. I was a little young at the time, at 23 years old, starting my own thing. I was like, what? What do you mean by that? And so, you know, being able to help him start startup-ish divisions at Oracle, where you had the luxury of having a company that had proven itself, but was willing to take some risks, seemed really like the best of both worlds. So we started a a technology platform for the company as well as a philanthropic venture. And so I learned a lot from that, but where I really learned then was going on to Salesforce with him and starting that in an apartment on Coit Tower where we used to interview people in his living room and I used to interview people at the apartment next door. You learn a lot and you learn as you go. So he really inspired me to really get out there and try my own thing. And now I've tried my own thing several times and I love the thrill and the challenge. It's not easy and it's not for the faint at heart, but the reward and the impact that one can have in owning and founding something is tremendous.
1: So Mark has continued to be an important mentor and advisor for you over the years. And also your business partner who you've worked with since your time at Salesforce. Why are these types of relationships so important for a founder?
0: People who know me know that I am fiercely loyal. And people who I connect with, I carry through my entire life. Mark and Tang, my business partner, are two of those people. Mark actually married me. He actually handwrote wrote my wedding ceremony, performed it. And to this day, I have a book where he printed it out for me and gave it to me. To me, it's about more than just the work connection, but the personal connection, too.
1: One of the things that I've learned is if you have the same values and you respect each other's core competency, that gets you through an awful lot because business relationships, the really good ones, aren't that different from family.
0: I completely agree, and I consider Tang and Mark to be family. And Tang and I have been together, working together for about 25 years now between Salesforce, Connery Consulting, and OpenComp. We have done all three together. He was my first HR hire at Salesforce. At one point, he tried to quit and go open a surf shop in Costa Rica, and I told him to sit down because it was going to be the best ride ever. And he still (laughs) thanks me sometimes for that. Finding
1: someone with a similar mindset who you can share the experience with is truly important for founders because it can be really quite a lonely job. And in a similar vein, you want to surround yourself with people who have the same values as you. What else do you look for in your teams?
0: My business partner and I have a rule. We ask each other, would you like to drive to Tahoe with this person? When you think about hiring and building a company, any company in that way, you want to surround yourself with people that you want to be around, that energize you, and so I really kind of always operated from that premise. It also is very important to me that people are not just about the workplace and that they do have other passions, other interests, and that work actually is a passion and not just a paycheck. They really, truly love what they do, and therefore, if they love what they do, they're very good at it. It comes naturally. So really look for people who you are and you do what you say you're going to do. You know, you are true. There's nothing fake about you. People know that when I say something, I mean it, and I think that that's very important. So really, really look for people who are true to themselves people who put others first and really are dedicated to whatever they do, whether it's during the day in the workplace, whether it's after work, whether it's giving back to the community. And we've been very lucky all along from Salesforce all the way through to really surround ourselves with people like that.
1: Also, as a founder, one of the things is a mindset of always being a student, that you're always learning. And there's no particular blueprint for building a company. So you have to continuously learn along the way. What are some of the cornerstones, like a mile markers in a marathon that you know are gonna happen?
0: As you all know, presenting. I always talk to our team, everybody. I don't care how long you've done it. You need to prepare. You need to go into a meeting having thought about what are the themes or theme that you're going to focus on. What is your connection there? Find a connection with somebody. And immediately it removes a barrier to entry. And I think that's very, very important. Like you said, always being a student and always learning I also really, truly enjoy doing meetings with the people who work for me with clients. I can learn from them and they can learn from me. I learn a lot also because in the consulting world, no two clients are alike, right? So you need to learn how to be adaptable, connect with others, and really understand how you can help them. And nobody has the same two needs either. And so Mm -hmm. in working, I work with so many founders and coach them and find real satisfaction in being that support for them. And while they're going through it, there's so many things that they think are unique and new and different to them and hurdles that they're never going to get through. And the minute that I say we see this all the time, there's just this calm that comes over them oh, gosh, really, and what do you do, you know, and it's true, there are some repeat things that you see. And for first time founders, it can be very overwhelming and daunting. And like you said, lonely, you know, so being that support for them, but also learning from them at the same time, I think is very important.
1: Socrates said, the student learns from the teacher and the teacher learns from the student. And that relationship is so helpful, especially to those of us that do it for our work. The intent has to be pure. You have to be good at it. What you do get back though, the fulfillment of it is quite beautiful. There's no doubt about it. Coaching is like therapy, although we're not therapists, but what is created, and I'm quoting you, is a safe place for folks to be able to talk about, not just the issues and solve problems, because that's the practical side, but also some of the feeling part of it.
0: It's tremendously important and I always think back, I've done a fair number of 360s over the years for founders and for founding management teams. And we did one for a company that is now a very successful public company and I did it for one of their founders. And when I gave him the 360 feedback, he cried. And I will never forget that, and cried in a good way and said that I had forever changed him, not only professionally, but also personally. Just being able to hear that is amazing and worth its weight in gold. Mm -hmm.
1: And when you think back, you know how there are things that happen in your life that bubble up that you never forget. Things that have happened just to you that you either have heard or experienced that so influenced you? What comes to mind when I ask you that?
0: I'm born and raised in California. I went to college in Colorado. And for personal reasons, I had an itch to go to Atlanta, Georgia. And my father who was an incredible and still is an incredible support and mentor and role model for me, looked me in the eyes and said, you can do that and you can do it on your own. (laughs) And I was so terrified. There's no way I can do it on my own. No way. My oldest brother then looked me in the face and he said, absolutely, you can. And I left and I went. I obviously came back to California. But for me, it was life changing because I proved to myself that I could go out and be 100% on my own and I could do it. And keep in mind, not to date myself, but this is a very long time ago now. (laughs) The world and times were very different, particularly for a female to do that at that time.
1: There are these people out there and they're thinking of starting their own thing. They have this urge. What's the best advice that you could give them right now?
0: There's never the perfect time. So you can always talk yourself out of doing it and taking the leap. It's always going to be scary, and scary is okay, but you need to surround yourself with the best mentors and support system possible. You will also make mistakes, and that's okay. Everybody makes mistakes. Even the most seasoned people make mistakes. It's more about figuring out how and when to course correct, how to forge the path forward from there and also using it as a time of reflection to understand what you will do differently the next time around.
1: What's the difference between a founder and entrepreneur?
0: An entrepreneur, to me, you have lots of ideas, lots and lots of ideas. A founder founder actually truly takes those entrepreneurial entrepreneurial ideas and and brings them forward into forming and founding something something around that. that. So, so take OpenComp as an example. We had all the kind of nuts and bolts and all the pieces and all the ideas around it. Tang and I are the founders that actually made it happen and we're building the company. And so entrepreneurs, you know, there are a lot of them out there and it's great to be an entrepreneur, but when you're a founder, you've taken it to the next several levels in my opinion. And tell
1: us just a little bit about Open Comp.
0: In our consulting practice, we've always had a compensation and total rewards arm. So as you can imagine as well, over 15 plus years of gathering data and doing very deep compensation analytical work for lots of amazing companies, particularly in technology, we found ourselves with an incredible amount of data and knowledge unparalleled to what others might have. Nobody to date has really built a truly intuitive, easy to use compensation platform that not only addresses compensation, geolocation, and diversity, but it's easy to use, it's inexpensive, and it gives you an incredible product back that you can keep using in your company time and time again. And so we really turned all of this into a company and formed Open Comp from that went out and raised money during a global pandemic over the holidays. Don't necessarily recommend all that (laughs) timing, but now that's just the start of it to raise the money and then you have to build it and lots of other challenges come along. But here we are with Open Comp, we have paying customers, we are actually exceeding our numbers at this point, building our engineering team, and we have about 15 employees and growing at this time.
1: Lots of conversation is happening about, what is the new work world? What does it look like? What are the new rules? When we go to the new normal, what does it look like for you and your team?
0: When I started my career, there was no such thing as flexible workplace, and the belief was that if you weren't in the office, you weren't working. I had my first daughter during the early Salesforce years and was back online on a Monday right after having her on a Friday. I don't necessarily recommend that for everybody, but she's seeing how the workplace has evolved to really have a respect and understanding for life inside and outside of the workplace and that you don't need these barriers. Some of the barriers are good, but that you don't need, here's work, here's personal. And so when I started Connery Consulting 15 years ago, As a female founder, I had a deep understanding, respect and passion for making it a workplace, particularly that worked well for women as they went through different phases in life. As a result, we have, I cannot even tell you how many female employees who have had not one, two and some even three children still with us, still dedicated, managing to handle it all. And so that to me was very, very important. Coming off of a global pandemic as well, we will keep our offices, but we will maintain the ability to have a flexible workplace. Our team has worked so hard, tirelessly over the last year to do whatever we all needed to do to keep things moving forward during very uncertain times. And I have an incredible amount of gratitude and respect for everybody who helped make that happen for us. In turn, I want to respect their ability to continue to work this way if they so choose. Now, of course, you have a subset of folks who kind of the social and the work is one and the same and they want a workplace and they want somewhere to go or they may live in San Francisco and have roommates and they don't want to work in their bedroom. And I understand that. So we'll have an office if they wanna go there. But I also view it as there's a mutual respect too. We're trusting our employees and giving them an opportunity and a privilege to kind of do their work from wherever. And in turn, I ask that you work hard and you're very dedicated to your craft and what you do.
1: That's so beautiful in a very realistic way because there is one life. The passion for your children and picking up from soccer and the board meeting.
0: You just said it. In one day, you can go from I'm mom to I'm in a board meeting to I'm fundraising to I'm doing work. In one day, how many different hats do you wear? How do you do all that? You know, and so I have such a deep respect and understanding of that, that I want to have a workplace that honors that always. I think the last year has taught us the importance of connecting with our families or reminded us of the importance of connecting with our family and our friends and treasuring those years that you have. Many of our clients, you know, who are very early first-time founders have gone back and spent time or this entire time with their elderly parents. I had Mm -hmm. a 9 a.m. meeting yesterday with a founder who did just that. And that, to me, shows a human side of a founder that before you did not see when they came to your office, you went to their office, you had your nice conversation, and you went on your merry way. It humanizes the entrepreneur, the founder, and really shows you the compassionate side as well as the business side. That
1: was Nancy Connery, founder of Connery Consulting and co-founder of OpenCom. OpenComp is a compensation solutions platform, bringing together reliable market data and expert consultation. Connery Consulting helps high growth companies in the tech industry scale their business effectively. Next time on Think Like a Founder, we talk to Jazz Benga, co-founder and CEO of Airspace Systems. I'm Maureen Taylor. Thanks for listening. Think Like a Founder is produced by SNP Communications in San Francisco, California. Learn more by visiting us at snpnet.com or connect with me, Maureen Taylor, on LinkedIn to continue the conversation there. Series producer is Rosheen Hunt, sound design by Mark Ream. content and scripting by Mike Sullivan and Jason Drown. Production coordinator is Natasha Thomas. Thanks also to Selena persiani Shell, Eli Shell, Matt Johnson, John Hughes and Ren